This is the Off the Break Podcast, your podcast dedicated to current movie theater news, operations, and insights from the people that book the movies. Now, here are your hosts, Cody, Kyle, and Ken. And we're back. Off the Break Podcast. What's going on, guys? Well, we're back on Friday. On Friday, yeah. Doctor Strange Friday. Oh, it's Doctor Strange Friday. Oh, of oh yeah, course. That, How I could... forgot. How could we forget? I forgot about that little Marvel film. (laughs) I don't think he's going to do well. I just, he's not part of the A-team, is he? No. (laughs) I mean, I feel like if it's not Captain America or Iron Man, I'm just, I'm like, they're the leaders. (laughs) Come on. Or Iron Man or Thor, any of the big three. I mean, the guy got dusted. Like, who cares, right? Right. (laughs) So if you're dusted, are you on B-team then? I think you'd have to be. Okay. Even though all of A team is gone now, but <laughs> I, would, well, I would think he's on B team. Except last night it opened to thirty six million early shows. I thought that was a typo. I was like six million. That makes so much sense. I'm like, but it's at thirty six million. It's like some haven't even grossed that in an entire weekend, and it yeah. did this in one night. Mm-hmm. Not even a full day. This is one night. This is from three p.m. <laughs> three p.m. on. <laughs> No man, no early matinees on this. Mm-hmm. Nope, nope. Uh, I guess the Marvel. I guess the Marvel engine is still revving, and um, <laughs> yeah. Disney really knows what to do with these, huh? Yeah, just put them out there. I guess I don't Considering know. Considering the first one opened to eighty-five million back in twenty sixteen, it's gonna. 2016. It's yeah. gonna I mean, it's right on track with with Spider Man to be bigger than the previous one wow. post pandemic. Yeah, yeah. It's just fans are more and more curious about this multiverse stuff now i guess Spider- i mean i don't i don't i don't really know if doctor strange is like what people want to see but they're probably wanting to see what happens next and how multiverse ties in right yeah i i mean i was kind of worried that the multiverse is just getting so convoluted now in the storytelling that like i would me personally i was looking for a more pared down story like a more not an origin story but a real character driven small scale story and apparently that's i'm in the minority because that's not what everybody wants <laughs> i mean after Endgame, you can't go back to character driven stories unless it's television i guess no the, the i don't know the projections are between 175 and 200 million for the weekend wow (laughs) that's crazy i mean that's so exciting and i'm so thankful for it and so many theaters are thankful for this right now but do you my other concern and maybe it's just because through the pandemic now i've just been burned so much on things do you i'm worried that this is so front-loaded like that we because we have an issue this month we don't have a lot of product coming out we have we have dr strange we have Firestarter, which I don't think is going to be huge, and it's day and date with VOD. Boo! Right, day and date with Peacock. Yeah, thanks, Universal. And then, um, and then we've got Downton Abbey, but I'm I have concerns about that. Yay, Universal Focus! Yay, (laughs) yay, Focus! (laughs) Because I just don't know who the audience for that is anymore without the show really fueling that. And then we've got Top Gun, which is going to be massive. So we've got way to the. Danger zone. <laughs> Danger zone. So we've got Doctor Strange on on the beginning of the month. We got Top Gun at the end of the month. And it gets a little thin in the middle. And then we have a month. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then we have June, which looks great too. I mean, we've got Jurassic World and what Thor. Else we got? Oh yeah, and Thor. Lightyear. 
Lightyear. Thor's in July, Kyle. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad. We've got Elvis. Oh, yeah, Black Elvis phone. and Black Phone. Uh, we'll I thought Black Phone was July. No, there. I think I think it's unless they changed it. Yeah. Okay. Can... Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you guys are right. I'm sure they changed it. <laughs> <laughs> Universal, you bastards. Yeah. <laughs> move black phone. They did not move it, guys. There's been no release date date changes this week. It was all quiet on that front. Yeah. Until as soon as we record this. Well, yeah, I, but well, that's just a given. I know it is Friday. This always happens to us because we record the podcast on a Friday, and they like to quietly put out the release date changes on Friday when everybody's off for the weekend. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, except for our audience who is now diligently working on Fridays, yeah. so they don't have time to check for release date changes. They're busy popping popcorn, cleaning oh, seeds, checking their TMS, making sure everything's ready to go. Yeah, and then. Yeah, Sony, we're going to move right. the entire slate. Yeah. <laughs> we're just going to shuffle everything. A nice prayer, a little like drink in the corner, just a little nip of something just to get them through right. <laughs> all the barrage of people coming in. I feel like Sony uses one of the ping pong ball machines that they use for the lottery to pick yeah. these release dates. Oh, yeah. And they're like, <laughs> what do we got this week, boys? <laughs> yeah. It's frustrating, but hey, at least they make it fun. July 29th. Interesting. Right. <laughs> Who got July 29th? Pink Paul Walls with yeah. a bunch of Fridays on it. <laughs> And yeah. then one random Wednesday, we get screwed with, with like a father's day. They're like, oh, oh, it's like the red ball in there. Yeah. We got it. We got it. <laughs> Angry Birds 2 coming out on a Tuesday. Yeah. Early shows on Monday. Yeah. That was a fun one. You remember that? Oh, my gosh. <sighs> well, they are they are fun. With this, we wouldn't have a whole section dedicated to release calendar changes without Sony. We should see if they should sponsor this section <laughs> for us. They technically have it. <laughs> release calendar changes brought to you by sony <laughs> i'm sure that that would go over well if we pitched it to them yeah <laughs> like you get a whole dedicated section sony <laughs> come on it's, it'll be great what's wrong thing, with it i mean if if you listen to them at cinema cinema the thing they're best at is spider-man but the thing they're actually best at is changing release dates. Yeah. <laughs> they're so good at it. Well, they just constantly remind us that the schedule is flexible and that your bookings are never set until the week of and you've paid all your money. Like concrete, only the week of. Well, otherwise there's no fun in the game. Yeah. No, it keeps us on our toes. Yeah, exactly. This is a very flexible, very like living industry. It changes on the go. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't love wire transfers, overnight checks? Yeah. Mail mail issues. It's wonderful. It is. I do have a question about Doctor Strange, but we can circle back. You were mm-hmm. saying that you're worried about it being front-loaded, but since Doctor Strange is probably going to gross to $200 million on opening weekend or whatever ridiculous number it'll be, this will is, it be that bad if it's front-loaded? This is the same crap Cody said about I Spider-Man. I know. <laughs> it's, like, it's front-loaded. It dropped 60%. Yeah, from $250 million. So it's still yeah. made 150 So it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. I, just, I look at it like... In my mind, I don't really think about that huge number. I think like, okay, I've booked it in five screens in some places. Am I going to need five screens the next week? Or am I safe to go down to three screens? How much is the drop going to be? And then if I have three screens, what do I do with those other two screens? And then, then it becomes a filling screen scenario here. It can... Like, I don't, I just don't think of it as like, oh, it dropped a hundred million dollars. Well, did it drop enough people coming to the theater that week that I need to find something for a, for a screen that I had had the fifth Doctor Strange on? I think it, 
I think it just makes more sense for that thinking to go with like a Fantastic Beast movie mm-hmm. that made forty million. Right. Like you're kind of expecting those franchise type movies to be front loaded to begin with, but when it's like at that type of opening number, then you really hope it's not. Yeah, you got to take that out of your vocabulary for these ones that go <laughs> go nine figures. <laughs> it's it's front loaded. <laughs> It's going to make $500 million. I mean, money-wise, it's going to do great. But I guess location-wise, it could be problematic depending on how small uh, the location is. I don't know about you guys, but unlike other podcasts that only discuss the big number, I bring it down onto a by-theater basis. And I am concerned when I say front-loaded that I may have a teeny tiny hole, even if it's just one screen. And there is no other product to fill that the next week. And so other than Firestarter, but I've already pre-planned that because, you know, there's not, I'm not putting five Dr. Strains in a five screen theater. So I already have a, a, like accounted for that other stuff. And I'm like, what am I going to find for this one hole that might be there if this thing's super front loaded? And the answer is they're not a lot, not a lot out there unless I want to go pretty obscure independent stuff. No, that's, that's definitely true. No, but you're riding the wave of 80% occupancy down to... 50-60% occupancy right. which isn't great but it's still better than any other options you have so keep that front in mind loaded, but it's my <laughs> job terminology to find, be damned it's my job to make sure I find something that if I could push that 50% occupancy back into another screen for an 80 it doesn't exist it doesn't it doesn't but, exist. No, it does out there that's yeah. what keeps me going you and that, you and that crystal ball of yours <laughs> yeah it's a little it, dusty. I did see it in your office. You should probably clean that thing up. Well, I'm just not in my office as much. I haven't really taken to, you know, home officing lifestyle. So what, does this mean we're not having bets for opening numbers? 200 million? Huh? No, Cody? No. I just got Shenandoah off my list. I don't want to put it back on there. All right. I mean, I'll hmm. definitely lose hmm. that. I think we could find a... Do not tempt me with this betting thing. You're terrible. Now, come on. Uh, here. Uh, I could pick a Humperdinck button batch movie for you to watch. <laughs> oh, like Benedict Pal- Cumberbatch? Like Power of the Dog? Ugh. Oh, no. We yeah, even do, Ken's like, no, 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 much, no, 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 no. I wouldn't do that. What other good ones? The uh, Imitation Game? I think that would be just the right amount of so slog boring. for you. So boring. The Courier. <laughs> Yeah, there's that one. What what else has he done? Do you want to watch Sherlock? <laughs> oh, oh I did like the first couple seasons of Sherlock, yeah, but it then was a good it just show. it just got dumb after a while. When it when they took that super huge hiatus in the middle, it hurt it. It hurt it. Hurt it. Yeah, yeah, for it sure. It hurt the momentum. So oh, Con- I mean, The Hobbit. He was in. He was the second Hawk. one. Yeah, a- you could watch atone- that. Atonement. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what. The- you don't t- have. Oh, he was in Warhorse. <laughs> He was? Uh, Why do I not remember this? He was the horse. (laughs) (laughs) He's really good at method acting. (laughs) Man, he doesn't have much of a filmography to where you could be like, oh, that's going to be a good one to watch. They're just like, oh, okay. That's a TV show, though. A BBC show. I know. That doesn't count. And we just talked about that, Ken. I've seen it. 12 Years a Slave. (laughs) Real. A real... You know, you want to go through that? No, I don't want to go through that right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, no, you you don't want to bet on a buffalo custard bath opening weekend. <laughs> how about how custard about, bath? Sounds kind of fun. How about very Do- luxurious. <laughs> how about Doctor Strange? Just watch the first one. 
Have you ever seen it? Yeah, I don't even know. actually, it's it's one of my go to Marvel rewatches. I don't oh, okay. know why. Out of all of the library, I do like rewatching that one. Hmm. That one, the first Captain America. Me too. For first Captain America. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess his filmography is so boring that we're just not going to have an interesting bed for it. No. <laughs> Let's yeah. just know that it that it's going to break records and be huge this weekend. We're all on the same page with that. But be we're, careful. It's going to be that front number loaded. Is, we're all it's on the be same big. page with Rumble Slack, Dangle Shack. <laughs> Dangle Shack? Oh my gosh. Cody's eyes oh just my. popped out of her skull. Oh I can't believe you said that. Bumblebee Cracker Jack? That much better. Do Burl- I need to bleep that out? Burlington yeah. Coat Factory? <laughs> Burlington Coat Factory, that's good. <laughs> he goes by millions of names. <laughs> He's one man known to by millions of names. So before Ken gets out of hand, giving us even more imagine. of those. Bumper car crumple zone? I can't imagine <laughs> having a name that you just, it's more of like the inflection in your voice when you say it mm-hmm. that people recognize than the actual thing you're saying. Yeah, but at least he's got the voice for it. Yeah. Like if he says it, you're like, oh. Oh, I understand. Okay. All I can picture with him is the motion capture of him crawling around in the black suit pretending to be smog the dragon yes. and it's so creepy <laughs> so creepy but so good no there's no good about it it's gr- just so it's a grown-ass man pretending to be a dragon do you think sean connery where he played dragon heart was crawling around on stage no, no he had a cigar and a scotch and he did his dragon voice and he moved on but that's yeah. what makes it amazing he's so serious in this ridiculous setting but it's awesome <laughs> I don't know. I be, get a kick out of the video. Pretends to be a wizard, but he can't just pretend to be a dragon and stand there. <laughs> he's not shooting orange crap out of his hands. That you know of. Yeah. In his mind, he's like... <laughs> Method acting. <laughs> yeah. All right. What else is going on in the industry besides the huge, huge opening of Doctor Strange last night? With Wiener Schnitzel baking powder. <laughs> well, I mean... <laughs> it sounds like... Uh, the the chain theaters are kind of thinking that they're seeing that movie theaters are rebounding which is Mm -hmm. good but they're worried about the lack of product that is being made available kind of like what the rest of us are but right uh lately they also have been bringing up variable pricing being an option yeah so 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 there was there's a lot going on here i think as the major publicly traded chains are reporting earnings and and plans to Wall Street. We're getting little tidbits of where they stand in the industry. Um, I think everybody knows that we've got a lack of product in 2022. I think when we were heading into 2022, we are thinking there was going to be an overabundance of product because stuff from the pandemic in 2020 and 2021 got pushed back. Mm -hmm. But because of the endurance of the pandemic, what we're seeing is that stuff just isn't getting finished and so a lot of 2022 product like spider-man into the spider-verse is getting pushed into 23 and 24 um because a lot of the animation is just not done yet on it and so that's leaving these like gaping holes in 22 and there's not really anything coming up that's going to fill it because of the backlog and just the the way timelines are running now in production. And if you have, and we've talked about this before, but if you have more eight screens or more, 
you're going to struggle to find something to put on every screen. If you want, yeah, if you wanted one thing on every screen, you're going to no, I mean, struggle. Not even that. I mean, just openings and then the second mm-hmm. week, like you said, there's going to be some contraction. Yeah. You're not going to open a film and play it the same amount of times week two and week three and week four. Right. So there's just, there's not enough product this summer. It's very good product. Oh, it's excellent product. And you will do very well with the product you have. Just know you have holes. And, and everything's, and everything's front loaded. Like yeah. Cody says. It is all front loaded. <laughs> It's all event driven, front loaded. That is. Don't you laugh at me? It's like a new style washing machine. It's like a commercial washing machine, front load only. (laughs) So, Cinemark put out the statement, and they want to. They're going to start doing variable pricing, and they don't have enough movies. Yeah. So what if they only? We read an article about you know Cinemark was having their their earnings call and they they beat projections which was great and the whole article was really about how they're rebounding very nicely and Mm -hmm. they're ahead of projections and where they should be and you know due to really great product they're really coming back and they're seeing movie going coming back but there was a few lines in it that i found really interesting one was they were telling wall street that variable pricing is a viable option for them that that they retain that as a as an economic option to increase um revenue and and that there was just so unheard of before you know five years ago you would never have had like variable pricing even saying the words was su- super taboo and we're getting some for independent theaters it oh. was possible suicide with the film companies yeah you couldn't even play a classics film and charge a different amount in it and not get in trouble for some of this stuff and not get called out because we had have had clients that got called out because they were offering classic movies on a classic screen if you had a ten dollar ticket and yeah. then you played singing with the rain for five dollars warner brothers had an issue for with a regular it. run of a film yeah mm-hmm. yeah warner brothers had an issue with it so because it variable pricing is not allowed in your master licensing agreements but what we're seeing now is this flexibility on the studio's part to say okay as long as you're going up in price we may or may not look the other way. Like there's going to be a gray area where we're going to be a little hands off to see how this goes. And, um, and so the theaters now are experimenting with on Friday, Saturday nights of a new opening, having that higher ticket price. So it's all good when the price is up, but what happens when you get a bomb, like a real stinker and you want to, on the second week you hold it, cut prices because it just was so so bad the second week you're required to play you're required to play it the second you have to hold it another week it really bombed nobody's going what in your location are you allowed to cut prices to make sure that people are going and the studios don't want you doing that yeah would would the studios say you can do it but you still owe us your full ticket price wouldn't sony have liked to not see a 70 percent drop on morbius instead of had five dollar tickets nationwide for yeah. morbius week two you know well, i don't know something yeah. i mean that was i'm more thinking that was of such like, an embarrassing drop i'm more thinking of places like unbearable weight you know massive talent that opened so poorly in some locations yeah. that it it burdens the theater to hold another week where mm-hmm. you wanted to tell lion's gate it, well ambulance was F one off. of those too yeah ambulance where struggled where it's just like you want to tell them f off i don't even want to play this another week because it hurts me as a venue to have these seats go unoccupied for mandatory screening of your film unless i have the flexibility to 
lower a ticket price or add a promotion or do something to it. Or lose a show. Or lose. God forbid I lose a matinee in an R-rated movie. Yeah, that nobody's coming to. Yeah. So that's what you don't see. Everybody's like, oh, let's charge more for the big films on the big opening weekends. But no, there's never any flexibility to charge less to change policy, to have any control over your venue that you should have. Like you should be able to say, Hey, I have a 10% occupancy during the showtime. Can I please lose this showtime and encourage that 10% to go later and have a higher occupancy in the showtimes that people are actually attending for a film. And I think that should be a huge fighting point that independents really need to start rallying around like having more more power and flexibility over your show times and i get that the studios are never going to allow you to push back on this because you're basically renting their product you don't own that product you can't decide when and how that product is shown Mm -hmm. and that's always the the issue with our industry is that you have all these locations that are using somebody else's product but it just Seems like there could be a better communication and a better relationship here and more lucrative relationship if you allowed theaters to adjust things like showtimes or ticket prices and encourage volume rather than sticking with status quo. And, and we have seen some of that. Like before the pandemic, Paramount was doing that with all of their films. Mm-hmm. Like on week three, you'd get $5 tickets or two for ones. Right. Which was awesome. Right. And yeah. Paramount was actually putting marketing dollars behind and promotions. Was, and it was real films. I mean, it was yeah. Mission Impossible Fallout. It was Instant Family. I mean, they had real movies that they were doing. Well, even they did some stuff like that with Clifford and Paw Patrol. They would have some yeah. really fun, like, kids promotions and yeah. stuff that they actually put marketing towards down the road. And I really but believe f- that that's one reason why those did so well. Had the longevity. And had longevity. The yeah. promotions are great, but the yeah. ticket price is one of those things that actually hurts the film company, mm-hmm. but helps the theater. Yeah. Like being able to lower ticket prices affects the film company's bottom line, but helps the right. theater. And it also helps your next film and the film after that. <laughs> Because it keeps the theaters open and viable. It could also just be enticing for the theater goers in general. Of course. Oh, yeah. Now, I would caution theater owners not to get too excited by that because you are lowering the value of your experience by having cheaper tickets. Like saying, this movie isn't really worth it or is is saying that my experience and my venue isn't worth it and that's the change in branding and marketing that theaters really need to think about you're not charging a ten dollar or fifteen dollar movie ticket because the movie is worth that much you are charging that because your venue should be worth that much so regardless of how well the movie does or doesn't do your ticket price should be a reflection of the quality of your venue and the experience you have and when you when you start approaching it that way, then people are going, you're going to get a different customer that values that higher end experience or that, or the quality of that experience. And they're going to be willing to pay more for it. Or the cleanliness or the community feel. That's what I'm saying. The whole, the whole experience, you say you come to my venue because I have recliners, I have clean floors, you know, beautifully decorated auditoriums. I have have fresh food, like fresh offerings. Our popcorn isn't stale. Like 
oh my god i paid 17 dollars for a coors light last week in las vegas yeah <laughs> just because i knew i wasn't gonna have to drive to my house afterwards <laughs> if i can find an elevator i'm good <laughs> so so that's what you're that's what how you need to really think about what is that ticket in the door get somebody the experience that they're going to get for just a ticket in the door and then it's what are my prices for these hopefully like above board offerings that I have once they're in the door great concessions luxury seating amazing sound and presentation and then when you start really thinking about that and the quality of what that means then then you got to communicate that that's what the customer is paying for they're not paying fifteen dollars because Doctor Strange is such an amazing movie. They're paying fifteen dollars because they get to see that movie in this amazing experience. And that's the shift that needs to take place. In this in this amazing experience before anybody else. That's why I argue that having flexibility on things like showtimes, which doesn't really hurt the bottom line of the theater or of the studio but adds to the overall better experience of the theater and getting to you maximize butts and seats and your occupancy rates in your auditoriums is much better for the theater moving forward. If you could lose a nine o'clock on a kid's movie, there <laughs> were no children, no families are coming at nine o'clock. That makes sense. Like that's common sense. I Simply mean, Simply for G, PG and R titles. Yeah. They can sacrifice an early show for R titles and a late show for G and PG titles. Easily. Easily. And it's not going to hurt your bottom line because if one person goes to the nine o'clock show of a PG movie, that facility has to stay open. Right. <laughs> that entire All that job. overhead, all mm-hmm. that labor cost. For one person. All but that, if you don't offer a yeah. nine o'clock show, that person will simply just go to the seven o'clock show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They would find a way to make it work. <laughs> if they needed, if they were going to see the movie. They no. They wouldn't skip it. They no. just, if, if nine o'clock's more convenient, but you're, you've got several people on staff to man the theater, mm-hmm. security concerns, all sorts of things going on. No, and that's a whole other issue about taking what your cost is per hour of operating that theater and making sure that your hours of operation match the cost and the value that you're getting out of that. But after after Thursday night previews and Thunder Thighs treadmill climb on screen, <laughs> we're not going to have to worry about cost cost per hour this weekend no, which is nice this is a good like <laughs> whew, let's just get through actually getting these just people a good sur- experience yeah. Yeah. pop as much popcorn as we can yeah sell as much <laughs> of Soda. this about to expire candy as we can get out <laughs> yeah. the door right <laughs> capitalize on this weekend this weekend next week it'll be great if mm-hmm. you know you're a little town and you've got to play it beyond two weeks you know it's a struggle but you know maximize these first two weeks take a little breather on the downton abbey week and then gear back up for top gun so top gun's gonna be highway to (laughs) the danger zone zone. (laughs) i'm not excited for this at all we do not listen to this song in the mornings getting ready like pumping up our day is that (laughs) what i hear down the road (laughs) gonna take it right into the danger zone there we go I heard Lady Gaga's song for it, though. Not a big fan. I just was no. not impressed with that song. I didn't okay. feel like her voice is amazing, but I just felt it was kind of cheesy and it didn't have the like the umph, the big umph that should be in one of those songs. I haven't heard the song myself, but when hearing that Lady Gaga did a so- song for a Tom Cruise Top Gun movie, that yeah. those are puzzle pieces that don't go together, right? I don't think so. I haven't heard the song, so maybe I'm wrong, but like... It didn't feel like a great fit. 
I, it's I, like I, two her, plus two is purple. Yeah. <laughs> they should have. What? This is terrible, but they should have got Adele to do it. It should have been a James Bond Adele. No. Like, yeah, big, huge been, vocals. It should have been what's left of the Eagles. It should have actually <laughs> been Kenny, Kenny Loggins. Is he even alive? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think the lead guy is actually. Oh, well, Glenn Fry's dead, but everybody else in the Eagles is still alive. But Kenny Loggins, I have no idea. Uh-oh. Yeah. So maybe they only he had it. <laughs> he might have logged out. <laughs> no. Dead. He might be dead. We don't know. He'll live on forever. As the guy who's saying danger zone. Yeah. Well, that's true, though. In our bathroom. Well, as we get up ready in the morning. <laughs> they have to still play that song, though, right? In the oh, movie. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. If they don't, they're really really missing out. we have to promote I mean, lady gaga go they, go yeah. go they brought back val kilmer's bloated corpse so they could bring back the song danger zone <laughs> that man had cancer come on show some respect they got him to come back he doesn't have to be on screen <laughs> <laughs> they could have cgi'd him in the younger version something yeah. <laughs> he, he they have that technology he now. Aged better than tom cruise no good for him getting back in there yeah one last run of Top Gun. <laughs> he looks like something bad help happened to Kelsey Grammer. He looks terrible. <laughs> oh. Moving on, how about we talk about trailers? Yeah. <laughs> Val, uh, Val kill me already. Oh, <laughs> sh- Ken Cruz. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. All right. Trailers. Easter Sunday is the only one we really want to mention. Um, a bunch of you know, we a bunch of trailers came out at CinemaCon, and we kind of talked about and the films start a little coming bit. Coming out piecemeal. Yeah, yeah. But um, the Easter Sunday one was just so fun, and Joe Coy is just gonna have a really fun, lighthearted film with this, and I enjoy the trailer a lot. I think it'll play very well over summer product. I think for his audience, I mean, he's really great at marketing himself, so it's yeah. really gonna go out there you're going to see it in a lot of channels you don't normally see it i mean they're not going to be promoting it before nba games and baseball games and stuff but it's going to be everywhere on social media i felt it was a little tame for his personality though i think i think they made it all more general audience film for maybe what but he... I, th- I also think they maybe cut the trailer right instead oh. <laughs> of cutting it like they did the bros trailer they cut this bros but... trailer is not hiding anything no no. I appreciate their honesty in that. Yeah, but this, maybe it's a subdued version. Maybe this is the trailer where all of the jokes aren't in the trailer. That would be nice. Which would be great. Yeah. That's and a good point. Tiffany Haddish plays an extra horny like police policeman, which was awesome. I'd love to see her in that. <laughs> she was great in the trailer. That's an A plus in my book. <laughs> Tiffany Haddish, A plus. <laughs> That's it. That's all. Uh, Yeah, I'm really hoping that this becomes uh, a very good surprise for theaters. Uh, A really good family title that isn't just an animated one. No, yeah, like an all audience. Something you could take grandma to, which is always really nice to have. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, he he blurs the line with language, so it could be a language. I mean, it's possible they could make it a language R. Oh, a baby R? A light R? Which would be a huge mistake, Yeah, but it's possible. Sure. His stand-up's not not clean by any stretch of no the it's not clean mm-hmm. his stand-up in vegas was not clean there's a lot of talk about balls on stage <laughs> but again Cody Cruz. <laughs> i made a vacuum where it looks like he's dead joke and, yeah and you're like testicles i didn't say testicles i said balls you gotta that make it meant anything. you gotta dr- pull it and like have it 
go out longer balls to inflect <laughs> the dangle of them. We're oh business gosh. professionals. Yeah. Very professional. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we are actually going to take a hiatus of Off the Break podcast for it's a couple over? weeks. It's not over. Oh, okay. We are gearing up for our 200th episode next episode. Oh, my episode. gosh. So we are going to update our podcast studio, do some remodeling, mm-hmm. um, transfer some, our old episodes to a new hosting platform, and get geared up for our 200th episode. So put some champagne or the sparkling beverage of your choice on ice. Yep. And wait a little longer. Wait a little longer. <laughs> we're, we're, th- we're hoping it's going to be a two-week hiatus. It might be three. Just, mm-hmm. just cross your fingers. It all goes well in two weeks. <laughs> yes, yes. Depending um, on if I can get the the fireworks permits in time. Yeah. <laughs> pew pew. If not, Kyle's gonna have the fun um, special effect or special sounds. I get oh, the yeah. buttons. Yeah, you get the buttons. The pew pew buttons. Yes. Why does Kyle <laughs> get the buttons? Because Kyle runs the show. No, not no. very well, apparently. No, no, I, I agree. Well, With all the conversations that were had. <laughs> I mean, I am not saying he like it's like wrangling cats here, and he does the best he can. I do do the best I can. Yeah. Thank you, Cody. You're welcome. <laughs> but yeah, we're really excited for 200th. It's crazy that we're here already, but um, we're really hoping to make it special, and we can't wait to show you guys all this new uh, stuff yeah. that we have going for for the podcast. Oh my gosh. It's going to be a lot of work. Ken and I have to do this on the weekends. It's very exciting. Because <laughs> I run the show, and I told you to. <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> but Kyle, we have kids and a family. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> All right, well, let's let's get out of here and get to the theater so we can watch Sherlock, Bangers, and Mash get out there and do some wizard crap. Yes, uh, to all the theaters out there, happy Doctor Strange weekend. Hoping, mm-hmm. not hoping, there will be big grosses, but we hope that there are huge numbers. Yep, I hope everything goes smooth in the theater with the influx of people. Like, yes. That's going to be the biggest um, hurdle this week for any theater is just crowd control. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so good luck and... We'll be back in a couple weeks. We'll be back. Stay tuned. Bye, everyone. Thank you, Bumble's skunk camelback. (laughs) Goodbye. Thank you for listening to Off the Break Podcast. Find us on all podcast platforms or at screeninsider.co. And be sure to like and follow our Facebook and Instagram pages at Off the Break Podcast.